you have a Bible with you, turn to 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 and 9. We will also read verse 10. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be sober, means self-controlled. Be vigilant. That means be watchful. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. You know, Peter, Apostle Peter, is advising the church, saying that you need to be sober. You need to be self-controlled, self-disciplined. Be vigilant. You need to be watchful because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, you know, whom he may eat, whom he, will, he may swallow. And, by, and Peter says in verse 9, what do, we, what do we need to do? We need to, tell me out loud, what do we need to do? We need to resist him. Not only that, we need to stand firm in our faith, knowing that the same suffering the devil is causing in your life today, the same suffering is experienced by all our brothers and sisters across the world. The devil is the one who brings sufferings in our lives. The devil is the one who brings sufferings in the lives of God's children. God doesn't throw sufferings in your life. At times God allows, but you know, God doesn't create trouble in your lives. That's not the God that we serve. But the devil is the one, he brings troubles and sufferings in our lives. And what we need to do, we must, we must resist him. And we need to be strong in our faith and we must resist the devil. Now, now knowing that these sufferings are not uncommon, that means the sufferings are experienced by children of the world across the globe today. And Peter says, again, if you continue reading verse 10, 1 Peter 5 verse 10, he says, But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, can you read with me, just word by word, but may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, what he will do? Perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. He's a God full of grace. And he called us to be partakers of his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. And after a while you suffered. We don't know how long that is. It may vary from person to person. But after a while you suffer, what he will do? He will perfect you he will establish you and he will strengthen you and he will settle you so this morning i would like to title my sermon as after you have suffered a while after you have suffered a while we need to make certain observations in the scripture before before we go further after we you have suffered a while first peter chapter 5 verse 10 again there are certain observations that we need to make on the scripture as we see Looks like the sufferings are without suffering, there is no sharing in God's glory. 
We all need to go through sufferings in our lives. And only when we go through sufferings in our lives, we will be able to share the glory of God. You know, that's what the scripture says. And also it looks like it is inevitable that everyone must go through sufferings before we get established. It also looks like suffering must happen sequentially before good things happen in our lives. Because he says, Peter says, you suffer after you have suffered a while, things will become perfect, you will be strengthened, you will be established, you will be settled down. So before that, what has to happen is sufferings. You know, thank God the sufferings are for a while. That's what Peter says. After you suffered a while, the sufferings are for a while. It's brief. It doesn't last for a long time. It's very brief. And then God is going to perfect us. God is going to establish us. God is going to strengthen us. And God is going to settle us. And it also looks like if God had called us as partakers of this eternal glory, suffering is part of that call. Suffering is part of that call. You know, this morning, if you're going through suffering in your life, you know, you need to understand the suffering that you're going through in your life is part of your call. Nobody can take that out. If God had called you to identify yourself in the eternal glory along with Jesus Christ, the suffering is already returned. The suffering is already part of your call. First Peter 5 10 again. But may the grace of God, may the God of all grace, who called us into his eternal glory by, called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. You know, it could mean, it could mean, the suffering that we are experiencing today will end soon. It also means the suffering that we are experiencing today may last for many years. It again, it also means the suffering that we are experiencing today, it may not end in our lives on the face of this earth. It may be during our lifetime. Because there is nobody, no way we can define after a while how long it is, how long it is. But if we closely observe the scripture, observe the scripture, it gives us assurance. It gives us encouragement that God is not going to keep the suffering for a long time. It also encourages us the suffering that we are going through today in our lives. It's all for our good. It's all to make us better. That simply means that we will become better people before we leave the face of this earth. We will become better people so that we will be able to partake in the glory of God. If suffering doesn't come in our lives, we will never change. We will never become better people. And eventually we will miss the goal of partaking in His glory. Suffering means different things to different people, certainly. For one, it may be an emotional torment that you are going through. For another one, it may be a loss of lives, loss of loved ones. It may be a painful relationship that you are struggling with every day in and day out. It may be physical pain. It may be a sickness. It may be some kind of terminal illness that you are going through. 
It may be dealing with your prodigal children. The children, they don't obey you. They don't listen to you. Or it's at times not having children at all. Loneliness, rejection, being you know, unwanted. You know, all these kind of things. Unsettled situation. All these kind of things, you know, mean suffering to you. Even though they are different to different people. But the current suffering that you are going through, you are experiencing, suddenly doing something in our lives. Next slide. What it does, it does four things. Can you read that with me? Number one, it perfects us. It establishes us. It strengthens us. And it settles us. Peter writes, this is what he says, after you have suffered a while, God perfects, what he perfects? Perfects our imperfections. God establishes our desolateness. That means God establishes our emptiness, our barrenness, our loneliness. Thirdly, he says, God strengthens your weaknesses. God settles your unsettlements. You know, there are four things that are going to happen. And I believe all four are needed to me. All four are needed to you. What are those four things? God perfects us. And he perfects us in our imperfections. He establishes us in our barrenness, in our loneliness, in our desolateness. God strengthens us in our weaknesses. He settles us in our unsettlements. But before that, we must suffer. You know, I think today I'm talking to not, a, not everybody. But those who are, next slide please. Those who are broken. Your feelings are crushed. Your emotions are shattered. There is brokenness everywhere. I believe today I'm talking to you. There is not, this sermon is not for everyone. I'm talking to those who are wounded. You have a deep scar in your heart. It is far beyond healing. Nobody can do anything. It is so deep in your life. Talking to those who are silenced. Your voice is not heard at all. You know, it doesn't matter whether you exist or not. It's, it's equivalent to being not there at all. Your voice is not heard. It doesn't count. Rejected, those who are rejected, no one cares for you. Aborted. No one knows that you are existing on the face of this earth. People already thought that you know, your life was already ended. No one cares for you. No one searched for you. Though your Facebook page may you know, remain for a few days, for a few more years. But no one knows where you are. About it, ill-fated. You are considered as so unlucky. You are born in a time, you know, you are not fortunate at all. You know, those who believe that, you know, your fate is already written on your forehead, we used to say that. You are one among them, that your fate is written on your forehead. Nobody can change it. You know, this morning, I believe Peter, when he writes First Peter chapter 5, verse 10, I believe he's just writing it to you. Straight to you. So as you go through your sufferings, God is doing four things in our lives. Number one, he perfects your imperfections. Suffering perfects our imperfections. You know, none of us is perfect on the face of this earth. But we are made perfect day by day. You know, as a sculptor chisels the imperfections, sufferings chisel your imperfections day by day, to make you perfect, to make you perfect. You know, perfection is expected by everyone. As husbands, we want our spouse, our wife to be perfect in everything. 
Amen? You are worried about your lunch now. Amen? Yes, see, sister, I hear a strong amen. You expect your wife to be perfect in everything. And don't wait for me to tell the other way. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> but we are unable to be perfect. We are unable to be perfect by our health, our strength. We are not perfect. You know, many times we want to be perfect. We want to behave in the same way. But we couldn't, you know, we fail in those areas. We try, but then, you know, we fail. Because there is an imperfection sticking on to us already. Even I didn't know that Jesus, even he expects us to be perfect. Matthew chapter 5 verse 48, he said, what did he say? Therefore, you shall be perfect. Just as your father in heaven is perfect. Something is very difficult, very hard. You need to be perfect the way your father in heaven is perfect. You know, by nature, we are not perfect. If you look yourself, your face in the mirror, you will see all the imperfections. You will see all the imperfections in your life. You will see the dots. You will see the blackheads. You will see the wrinkles. You will see the blemishes. You will see the spots, the jealousy, the anger, the unforgiveness, the gossip, the lustfulness, gluttony, wrong intentions, wrong behaviors, and wrong motivations, and being unfaithful, unlawful, untruthfulness, and all these blemishes we will see. When we stand in front of the mirror, we are not perfect. But Peter says, when you go through sufferings, we learn to be patient. How many of us learn patience through sufferings? Can I see a witness, true witness here? Any of you? Learn patience, yes, yes. Many of us, right? We learn to be patient through sufferings, to be patient. We learn to be faithful. We learn to be truthful. We learn to take things easy. You know, there are things that we used to take so serious, but now we learn to take things easy. We don't take. We learn through sufferings. And sufferings is going to remove our imperfections and it's going to make us perfect. Paul says, Christ is perfecting us in this world so that we can be made presentable to himself. If you can read with me, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 27, Paul says that he might present her, the church, to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. You know, if God had to prepare us and, you know, equip us and make us capable of standing in the presence of God one day, God has to allow suffering in our lives so that, you know, we, our impurity, sorry, our imperfections will be made perfect when we stand in the presence of God. God allows sufferings in our lives that makes us perfect. And it's not going to stay forever. Our sufferings are going to be there until we are just perfect enough to enter into his glory did you get that god is going to allow sufferings in our lives until we are just enough perfect to enter into his presence until then god is going to work in our lives number two sufferings establishes our desolateness 
our emptiness, our barrenness, our loneliness. You know, sometimes we feel that we are, I'm just lying waste. I'm not useful at all. Suffering establishes your desolateness. You know, this morning, if God is speaking to you, you know, just listen to him because God says, you know, there are times in our lives we even question God, Lord, why am I going through this suffering? Why am I going through this struggle? But God is answering your questions. The sufferings you go through in your life that establishes you from your desolateness, from your emptiness and barrenness. Today, no one comes to us because they consider we are barren, we are useless, we are just all alone, we are not at all useful for anybody. People don't even look at us. But you know what? When God brings us out of that suffering, that we are going to be surrounded by people. We are going to be surrounded by people. Today, people don't find fruitfulness in our lives. You know, we have become a reproach. You know, people mock at us. People criticize over our lives, saying many different things. People reject us. You know, you feel that life all around you is shattered. But remember, your current suffering is establishing you. Amen? But God wants us to be silent during this time. God wants us to allow what you're going through. Allow, allow what you're going through in your life because we know that these are all going to establish us as one day. God is going to establish us one day. Psalm 22 verse 6 says, somebody says the scripture, somebody sang the scriptures, but I am a worm. I'm no man. A reproach of men and despised by the people. I'm not even considered to be a human being. You know, I have such, become such a person to everybody. I'm not even a human being. The reproach of all men has fallen me. Can you expect this from the mouth of a king? And when a king had to go through such sufferings in his life, knowing that God is going to rise him one day, but God allowed these sufferings in his life to establish him as a king. You know, this morning, if you're listening to me, there is a reason why you are going through that suffering. Nothing happens in the life of a child of God without any reason. God doesn't allow anything in your life without a reason. Just do not think that, you know, you are tossed by here and there by the winds. No, you are a child of God. God allows certain things in your life with a reason. Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, he says, yes, and all those who desire to live godly they in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Another version, contemporary English version says, in fact, anyone who belongs to Christ Jesus and wants to live right will have trouble from others. Will have trouble from others. Remember, after a while, when God is working in your life during this troublesome situation in your life, after a while, God is going to establish you. Amen? God is going to establish you. Number three, let's move further. Suffering strengthens us in our weaknesses. Suffering strengthens our weaknesses. You know, some of our weaknesses have become the target of the enemy. You know what I'm saying? At times we see you are multiple times, you, times you are attacked in those areas. In those areas you are attacked over and over again because that's your weakness. And God is saying your sufferings will strengthen your weaknesses. You ask God, why did you create me with that weakness? I struggle to come out of it, Lord. 
but I am unable to come out of it because I'm dealing that weakness in my life. You know, it may, it may be the way you speak, it may be the way you look, or it may be the way you do things. There is something that in your life that people don't like, or you know, that becomes your weakness, and many times you are attacked over and over again in those areas. But Apostle Peter is telling you, he's telling you, I had a similar weakness. He says, you know, I jump into conclusion very prematurely. You know, I even was about to drown myself into the water. I had weakness. I even cut off the ears of a servant. I denied Jesus. I was backslidden from my call. That was my weakness. But he says when he writes this to you, but God turned my weakness into strength. And even he could even die for Christ in the same way or even in the upside down. The way Jesus was crucified. You know, some of our weaknesses have become the target of the enemy today. Some of us may be suffering physical infirmity. You know, there may be pain in your body that you are going through all along in your life. Sicknesses that are terminal in nature. That you are able to, not able to come out of it. Your current suffering is just for a while. Peter says it very clearly. After you suffered a while, your suffering is just for a while. And God is telling you that you need to hold on. Your pain will go away. God is going to miraculously deliver you from the situation that is bothering you so much. Because the suffering is for a while. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17. Paul writes for our light affliction which is but for a moment, is working us far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. The suffering that you are going through in your life, it is for a moment, it is no way compared, in comparison, in compare, no way can be compared with the eternal glory that we are going to enjoy in the presence of God. This suffering is for a while, this suffering is for a moment. You know, some of us have been dealing with pain. Our heart aches at times. You know, our body aches at times. You know, when I think about pain, for some reason, I always remember my mom. She suffered severe arthritis for more than 22 years before she died. I remember, you know, many of her sleepless nights, you know, the whole night screaming in pain, the whole night. I don't know whether she did not receive the proper medication or there was not proper medication at that time that there was nobody to care but you know we were just children you know we were not really paying much much attention to it even though we know that she's suffering you know even before her death few days you know she was struggling even to breathe in her deathbed but once it all done it was it was all done when I look at her body there was no suffering at all there was no pain in her body anymore you know, then I realized that she's no more in that body that caused her that pain. You know, today when people go through pain all along in their lives, you know, people who are struggling with terminal illnesses, illnesses and they are dealing with such situation, one after the other, surgery after surgery, and you know, one chemo after chemo, and radiation and all those things are happening in their lives. You know, God wants us to know that this suffering is not going to last forever. The body that is causing suffering in your life. You are just going to get away from that body when God clothes you with an eternal body. Your weak body is going to rise in strength, perfect, fully functional, without any pain. And God is going to establish 
You know, sometimes it happens in this world and sometimes it doesn't happen in this world. But God is telling us this morning that your suffering is for a while. While you suffer for a little while on the face of this earth, God is perfecting you and God is establishing you and God is strengthening you. Finally, number four, God is settling your unsettlements. Some of you have been suffering through unsettled lives unsettled disputes, unsettled court cases all along in your life. I don't know who is going through that, but you know, some of you are going through it, I know. You have been wandering around for a while. You don't have a place to call as your home. Bible says after you suffer a while, God is going to settle you. God is going to settle you. You know, you are losing the prime period of your life Dealing with those disputes and arguments and court cases and stuff like, stuff like this. Maybe you are a single parent, that's the reason you are dealing with this. Maybe you are in a, in a kind of abusive relationship that makes you to do this. But you are losing out your prime time for some reason. And there is no unsettlement in your life. You are suffering. You have been suffering and you have suffered a while for that matter. But God, Bible says, I believe God is going to perfect you. God is going to establish you. God is going to strengthen you. And God is going to settle you. You know, some of the individuals that we are been dealing with nowadays in the ministry, especially Joy through her prayer ministry, they are really under legal confinement. Or they are dealing with some kind of, you know, unsettled court cases in their lives. God has called us to stand with them during this time and support them and help them. You know, we don't know what they are going through, but what you are going through, maybe in your marriage, maybe in your relationship, maybe in your business, or or even in your very own life, in your very own family. There are people against you, but you are dealing with those things and you know, you end up in being unsettled in your life. And I believe this word may be a prophetic word this morning in your life that you have been praying about it very sincerely, very deeply. But this morning I believe God is speaking to you. You may be oppressed by people who are so dear to you, not by somebody else. You know, that's very strange. People who belong to you. People who one time they said that I'm with you one flesh. We are one body. We are united in the presence of God. Now they are against you. And you are running between the courts, cases after cases, because the one who is against you is not your stranger. Your settlement is in the hand of God. You know, God wants to know that your settlement is in the hand of God. Enemy cannot rob that settlement forever from you. He is not having authority and no authority, no court order has the power to confine a child of God because you are standing, when you kneel down to pray, you are standing in the throne room of God. Amen. Nothing can stop. Nothing can confine you. Nothing can restrict you from the stage, from the situation that you are in today. God allowed it for a reason in your life. But now it has been a while. It has been a while. You have suffered for a while. But God is going to settle you now. The Lord is the king forever. That's what the word of God says. And we believe that. Psalm 10 verse 18. If you can read that with me. He is the king of the nations. Psalm 10 verse 18. To do justice to the fatherless and the oppressed. That the man of the earth may oppress 
no more. Let the man oppress no more. Let God do justice in your life. Let God do justice in your case. Let God do justice in your situation. Some of you have been asking the Lord, when I'm going to settle down in my life, Lord, when myself and my husband and my children, we can live under the same roof. When, Lord? When am I going to get settled in my life, oh God? You know, the suffering that we are going through is not allowed by, it's not inflicted by God. It is inflicted by the devil. But God allowed it. Otherwise, he could have done a miracle. But God allowed it in your life. The time being, you are wondering. You are going through the toils and troubles of this world and the wanderings of this world. But you know what? God remembers everything. Psalm 56 verse 8 says, one final scripture and then we will close. Psalm 56 verse 8, you number my wanderings. Wandering simply means your travels from one place to the other place. You are not settled in your life yet. But God numbers our wanderings. And he says, I put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? Every time when we think about your unsettled situation, your eyes water into tears. God counts your travels, your, un- your wanderings. God counts your tears. And he's going to bring a settlement in your life, in your situation. God is telling you this morning, do not lose heart. Finally, remember, the enemy is walking around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But God is telling us this morning from 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10, that he spoke to us and he's telling us that we need to resist him by standing firm in our faith. He's causing such inflictions and such sufferings among other families too. It's not just only you who is going through this. Even all the other families, they are going through the same situation. If you talk to people, they are going through the same thing. But God, for a child of God, God allowed this for a period, for a time in your life, (coughs) excuse me, for a season, with an intention of preparing you to take part in the eternal glory. But Bible says, as Peter says, but after a while, after you have suffered a while, he's going to perfect you. He's going to establish you. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to settle you. He's a good God. Shall we stand for a moment this morning? as we close in prayer.